Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, October 11th. Even if you are not attached to anything, meet life with cheerful expectation. Whatever comes, greet it with a smile. A cheerful attitude will magnetically attract to you in every circumstance the best possible results. It's a very important refinement that Swami's adding here because some people imagine that, the only, that if you're not attached to things, that means you become indifferent or even apathetic. And some people try to um, develop non-attachment by developing apathy. And they become sort of dully indifferent to whatever's going on around them. They, they deliberately sh- shed any ambition. They don't have enthusiasm. They think it's contrary to the principle of non-attachment to be interested in, the, in what's going on around you. This is why we have to have the examples of people who, have, who follow these teachings and manifest for us what it really looks like. Yogananda, Paramahansa Yogananda being the origin point of all of the self-realization teachings that I'm um, sharing with you. Swami Kriyananda as his direct disciple, both of them are, are modern. I myself knew Swami Kriyananda for 45 years, so it's not... He's in no way remote. Kriyananda himself lived with Yogananda. Yogananda was relatively recent and could <clears throat> talk to us. We have some recordings of him. Kriyananda, we have a, a, a treasure trove of recordings and videos. We, as I said, we have some of Yogananda and a wealth of Kriyananda, plus lots of first-hand accounts. So what we, we see in them is not a sort of you know, apathetic, withdrawn, it's, you know, facing the whole world with a yawn of boredom. In both cases, we see a very vibrant, enthusiastic commitment to the experience of life and to the things that life can give us. And, and the detachment is not a detachment from participating. The detachment is an even-minded, joyful acceptance of whatever comes Yogananda was an avid traveler. He liked to go to beautiful places in the world. There's many photographs of him, you know, feeding a bear in Yosemite, standing in a a raincoat by the edge of Niagara Falls, being on a boat in in a a beautiful lake, lake in Mexico. You know, he talks about going to Kashmir and seeing the Himalayas and the beautiful lakes, the, the lake in Srinagar and so on. He never just yawned at the world. He was a, a, he was a very good cook. He loved to make um, Indian food for people. He would experiment until he got a dish that was just right. I mean, these are things that are uh, superfluous if you're trying to sort of stand back from the world in the name of detachment. When Sister Gyanamata, Master's most advanced woman disciple, died, and he conducted her funeral ceremony. He said, he had said, she was fully liberated. He watched her dissolve into the infinite, 
Like, where is the need for grief when you see that? And yet, he lamented the fact and shed tears over the fact that never again will Yogananda and Gyanamata you know, be together in just that way in this world. So he felt very deeply. Now to feel very deeply is not the same as being attached. To be attached says it has to be this way or else I'm unhappy. When you're merely committed and you're participating, Master participated as deeply in the poignancy of Sister Gyanamata's um, departure from this world as he participated in the joy of her spiritual freedom. It's a much more subtle understanding of what spiritual life really is. And I myself, I had to work on this for a long time before I understood it with Swami because I, my idea of detachment was, <coughs> was suppression, which is I suppressed those things that upset me and then I could pretend that I was detached. But I wasn't detached. In fact, I was very afraid. And therefore I had to suppress those feelings. I couldn't just let those feelings run through me because my attachment was to not having them, the negative ones. And so what we have to become, to be truly detached, is we're detached from the waves on the surface of the ocean and we're completely attached to the divine ocean beneath it, but the ocean has to participate in the waves because without the waves are part of what the ocean is. So the phrase here is, with cheerful enthusiasm we greet life. Swamiji's enthusiasm was so spectacular and, and his enthusiasm was ever new. For, for a number of years, when he was writing The Path, his autobiography, The Path. Um, I was his secretary for some of that time and I would type his manuscript because it was the last book he wrote before he got a computer. He got a word processor right, right at the end, right after that book was done. But I had to retype his manuscript many times. And it, there was no telephones, there was no internet, hadn't been invented. Um, there was, so, so every afternoon at four o'clock, um, Seva and I, and usually one or two others, would appear at Swami's house. We'd bring mail, we'd bring messages, we'd provide a break from whatever work he'd been doing. Every day we would come, uh, Monday through Friday, sometimes on Saturdays. And uh, every time we would come in, he would greet us as if it had been a long absence, and what a surprise, there you are again. Now, he greeted us every day as if our coming was uh, unexpected. And I don't mean he greeted us like, oh, there you are, like that. But he greeted us as if our turning up was just like some great gift that had just happened. It was never like, oh, there you are again, or indifference. The only time he didn't greet us immediately was when he was in the middle of typing. And we would come in quietly, and if he didn't interrupt his typing, we would be very silent. But as soon as he finished whatever thought he was expressing, then he would turn. And I said to him afterwards, I mean, I said to him at one point, um, he himself, as a spiritual practice, advises, 
at the end of every day, take everything that happens, he said, and check your heart for any lingering attachments. He said, mentally build a bonfire bonfire, and put all your attachments into the bonfire, everything that's happened, give it to God, clear the slate. And I think of it sometimes is you want to be karmically current. You never know when you're going to be called out of this world. You just never know. And you don't want to have a lot of lingering issues. You don't want to have a lot of entanglements. Every night, he said, make a bonfire, burn up all your lingering attachments, start fresh. I said, so I have this feeling, and I was saying to him, I have this feeling that every night you completely relinquish all expectations and all attachments to what's going to happen. So even though it's a long-standing agreement between us, and I actually worked for him, it was my job, that we show up at 4 o'clock every day. Every day I feel like you're, it's, it's a genuine surprise that Divine Mother has sent you back. And he said, yes. And it was like he had no expectations, which is another form of being non-attached. He never thought of us ever as, oh, you're my secretary who comes to type my manuscript. I was a friend, and I was also a gift from Divine Mother. Oh, look, these people have come to see me. And so it was always enthusiasm that wasn't feigned. It was the enthusiasm, I mean, he liked us, we were nice, but it was also the enthusiasm that Divine Mother was sending him something. And of course, if Divine Mother had sent him a fire or sent him a, a heart attack, he'd, he'd wipe the slate clean of all attachments. And he just would have greeted that with the same enthusiasm. At one point when, when he was in India, he was living on the, the fourth floor of this large ashram house that we had rented, and it had a twisting staircase going down, and there was no elevator. And Swami, right after he moved to India, he became very ill. He ended up having double pneumonia in his lungs. His lungs, the x-ray, he said, looked like London in the fog. It was just completely fogged over. And he was, he was near death. And it, it happened like, you know, it always happens, like three in the morning, when he managed to summon Dharmadas and Nirmala, who were in charge of the ashram there, with him. And he managed to summon them, and they realized they had to call an ambulance right then. And then they had to get him down those four flights of stairs. <clears throat> it was unthinkable that he could walk. He was, he was barely alive, really. And they had, to get all, they had to wake up the ashram and get several strong men and maneuver him down the stairs. It was quite a thing. And Swami said later, he just lay there, as, as he described it, in an absolute state of bliss. Like, he was as enthusiastic about having double pneumonia and being maneuvered down the stairs as he was about anything else. This is how we greet life. He didn't have much energy to express it, but he was just expressing it inwardly. Whatever comes of itself, that's what true detachment is. It's fearless, and I, I, that's a word that comes up really often. It's a fearless acceptance of whatever comes because it's coming from God. And the absolute faith that if God sends it to me, then what else would I want? I, I often express it to myself this way. The Divine Mother knows what is best for me. My own aspiration is for spiritual freedom. I don't have as much courage in that aspiration as souls who are more advanced than I. But it's a sincere aspiration nonetheless. So I have to say to myself, 
that whatever comes, whether it's positive or not positive, simple or easy or not easy, if Divine Mother could take me to freedom by any other route, she would take me there because she loves me. And she's not trying to make me unhappy. She's trying to make me free. So why would we not be enthusiastic? And enthusiasm is also a way of generating energy. It's, it's awakening our own inner joy. Enthusiasm is an expression of our inner state of bliss because enthusiasm means we're glad to see it and we like it. And we're willing to put our energy into it because we're glad to see it and we like it. And I mean, not all energy is ha-ha laughing energy. Sometimes, you know, very difficult things happen. People die, people become ill, people lose things that are very important to them. People's lives are suddenly, you know, tragically interrupted and, and people suffer. So enthusiasm doesn't necessarily mean outward glee. It just means the willingness to put out energy, positive energy, to deal with whatever has come to us instead of just hunkering in the corner and hoping somebody else will rescue us. And so when Swami says that also, the more enthusiasm you put out, the more magnetism you have. I mean, one of the, one of, Swami was such a magnetic person. He just had, he was so attractive and he, he was upwardly attractive, meaning that the magnetism that he exerted um, inspired, well, certainly me and many others to both raise our energy and, and uh, improve the quality of our energy. One of the reasons why I loved his company and would choose it in any circumstances above any other option, no matter what the circumstances were with Swamiji, was because it made me a better person. I, you know, I, I was able to be a better version of myself because he was magnetic in the upward movement of his own energy. And that magnetism, of course, both um, it, it creates positive experiences. It, this is an energy universe, and, and the kind of energy that we put out creates a magnetic field around us, and that magnetic field attracts its own to it. It also creates an aura, and the nature of our aura determines what kind of vibrations will be able to permeate that aura. So if we have dark, fearful vibrations, then dark, fearful vibrations in the universe will match our aura and they'll just come right into us. When we have a dynamic, positive aura, even when there are dark vibrations in the universe, the aura, your aura doesn't vibrate with that. And so it, your aura burns up those dark vibrations. And even if some of them reach you, the atmosphere that you've created around you will, just like a, a meteor coming through the atmosphere of the earth, will start bigger and be smaller by the time it lands. So whatever that negative force might be, much of it gets burned up by the positive magnetism that you have around you. So there's countless reasons why we should practice enthusiasm. I know someone wrote to Swami and said, I keep waiting for something to happen that inspires me so I can give my energy to it. Swami said, no, you give your energy to things and you will discover in the giving that the inspiration comes to you. So, Swami says, even if you're not attached to anything, meet life with cheerful expectation. Whatever comes, greet it with a smile. A cheerful attitude will magnetically attract to you in every circumstance the best possible results. 
joy to you. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.